grab a six or a cold ones, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12 man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. How did your week of the fantasy football go? Uh, fucking terrible. Just, <laughs> just like the rest of this year, I believe I lost all five dynasties. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's statistically, har- I'm defying uh, law of averages here. That's hard to do. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I'm now like 0-9 in my startup dynasty. Wow. Yeah. Um, but after wow. week three, I was leading the league in points four. So um, huh. that was weird. But now I'm down at the bottom. So it's all making sense. But, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I suppose when you build like a 60 to 70% uh, similar rosters across them, uh, yeah. they kind of all take a shit. What? Uh, do you have a player that's hurting you the most? Javante. I mean, that's yeah. really, I, I believe I had him in 60% of my dynasties. Yeah. So that one really, really drug me down. Other than that, it's uh, Herbert. Herbert, I believe yeah. I'm 60% owned share. He's really gotten me. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you a good ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Gundy. Yeah. Ooh. Um, well, powerful phlegm. Oh, let's see. I, I'm in a I'm in a different boat than you, sir. Oh, um, I guess. Uh, I had. I mean, I I got pretty I got pretty stomped upon in one league just because I got uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I ran into him in at least one league. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of that this year. I mean, I had him in a league, and then and so I mean. I think I think on the week I think I came out uh I think I came out five and one in my leagues. Um Wow. But in one league I was for surely gonna lose and it didn't happen. So um I I actually was like, okay, I'm gonna go to five and four in this league and I'm gonna need to make a big move because five and four is just not gonna do it and god dang it, I'm gonna win a goddamn championship. <laughs> um Went into Monday Night Football, up only five, no players left, and uh guy had Justice Hill and Duvernay on his roster, and he needed five points, and he did not mm. get it. Wow. Um, wow. But, but in the meantime, I pulled off um, probably the biggest trade I've ever personally done in fantasy football. Yeah, probably one of the bigger trades I've ever seen in in a dynasty or well, I mean, it's got to be with the picks. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a week for trades! Unquiver your arrow and focus on your target with laser-like intensity. This is trade targets. It mm-hmm. had a cascading effect. Where it's been insane. You pulled off this trade, and everybody else was like, oh, I want to trade. Yeah. And they've just like, bing, bing, bing. It's been right. insane. No, I know. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's, which, it's, all, which all culminated this afternoon when I received an offer of uh, my next year's first-round pick for Robert Tunyon. Um, oh, it was. I took a screenshot. I, I, a tear came to my eye. I thought about framing it. It was well played, sir. <laughs> we uh th- this this person is actually um 
Slappy's his name. Uh, he was the one who sent out the Tanyan trade. Uh, listened <clears> to <throat> the show. Yes. Had heard it. Uh, great trade offer. It's freaking fantastic. And he happened to be the one that I pulled off the big trade with, too. Um, and, you know, it leads it leads to a bunch of, I think, uh, you know, I can tell the story of the trade, but also just a bunch yeah. of philosophies on how people play fantasy football. Um, you know, right. we can talk about vetoing in leagues. There's a lot of things that that happen with this trade. Yeah, but... This is going to take us down a handful of different roads. Yep. To kind of tell us where. What what was the whole thing that got the ball rolling on this trade? Because I know the finishing point was nowhere near the starting point. No, no. Um, so I've spent. Um, I mean, like I've I went into this season feeling pretty good at where I stood with my roster. Mm-hmm. Um, the nasty, a ten man half PPR dynasty featuring practice squad, founded by Ron and Jonah in 2011. I'm just gonna. Highlight some players I have. I'm not going down my whole roster, but um, I got Josh Allen. I've got Derrick Henry. I've got Devontae Adams. I've got George Kittle. So I went into yeah. the season saying, I feel you're poised, right? yeah, to make a run this year. So I made a move actually, and I traded for Christian McCaffrey in the offseason as well. Mm. Um, gave up some of my draft capital. So I, w- I was like all in, like all in already. I- I'm like leading the league in points scored, but I'm, I'm, six and three now i thought it was gonna be five and four coming out this week and it's been my wide receivers that are not Devonte adams i've just been killing me this year um yeah wide receiver across the board has God. been really disappointing um and, and you know i'm gonna lift a list off the four guys that i had and like you'd be like that shouldn't be terrible but it it was terrible um i had chris godwin uh Cortland sutton and Devonta Smith as my three wide receivers uh, yeah. next to Devonta Adams. And then I also drafted Traylon Burks, thinking by this time of the year he'd get some, you know, he'd be like an 80-yard-a-week guy for me. Right, that he'd be good enough to bring up from the practice squad and actually use as your fifth or sixth right. option at wide to get you through mm-hmm. the buys. So it's it all started about three weeks ago when I was like, I'm going to need another top wide receiver to make this run. Like I do not want, I do not want to be this close and not have a, a wide receiver to go with Devonte Adams and lose. And so last night when I was only up five points going into the evening, when the evening ended and, and I knew that the Monday night game would be the outcome, I was like, I can't handle this. I'm going to lose again. Godwin and Devonte Smith combined for nine points. I was like, not good enough. So uh, slappy, we had talked, and his price tag on A.J. Brown was ludicrous. He wanted two first and uh, a second for A.J. Brown. And I thought, God, I can't do that. I can't. So three weeks ago, I was like, I can't do that. And then this week, I was like, okay, I need to do that. Like, I need to, I need to get a, a wide receiver on my roster somehow. And I was like, right. He happened. He actually was the one who reached out to me. The week before I had played him, we both put up a bunch of points. I had put out a message saying, hey, let's talk trade. I think he uh, didn't look at the league for the rest of the week, got on Sunday night to check scores, and was like, let's do it. And he's like, I'm blowing it up. <laughs> and so let's talk about that like real quick. Like, Yeah, take a little you- detour. Sometimes when you're out on a road trip having some cold ones, you get to talking. And then when you look up, you realize you have no idea where the hell you are. 
We call this one taking the scenic route. Right? Like, how do you feel about uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about being in a league? Because because you're on the you're on a different side of this than me. I I'm maybe I should lay out the trade and then we'll go into it. Here's what here's what happened. I traded for AJ Brown, Austin Eckler, and CD Lamb. Three good players, great players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two young wide receivers who are top fifteen players, a the number one fantasy running back on the year, and Austin Eckler, who's got about two more years left on him. But I essentially gave up three years of draft to do it. Um, I gave up three firsts, two seconds, Isaiah Pacheco and Devontae Smith for those three players. Hmm. Um, I have after the McCaffrey trade. And that deal, I have two thirds in 2024 and a third in 2025 left for draft picks. So I don't have a pick sooner than a third till 2026 now. Wow. Um, which is crazy. So in, in the in the league, um, I I'm projected to have mad points for the rest of the season. I should be in the driver's seat to win a championship. Right. Uh, most people in the league responded by being like. That's crazy. Now I want to do some trades. One person responded, um, that's like buying a championship. I don't like it. And you've, you are actually one of the few parties who's kind of neutral in this position. So I want to first get your unbiased, I know you're talking to me, opinion on the trade, uh, who wins that deal, and what philosophy do you like better? Uh, firstly, the trade gigantic in scope, in value. Um, I don't have a problem with it, I guess, at all. Uh, as far as who wins, I think this is your textbook win-win. You're trying to get pieces to go for it now. He's trying to completely rebuild uh, from the ground up. And he's uh, leveraging off everybody who's got value now for future picks. He's yep. getting what he wants. You're getting what you want. Um, I guess at the end of the day, we'll probably gauge it by how it works for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you win the league, we'll say you won the trade. And if you didn't, we'll probably say, oh, well, it's in his favor uh, until we see how those picks pan out. Anyone who plays fantasy football, like dream job would be the GM of an actual NFL football team. Right. Like, I mean, like it's ultimately you're like, of course, there's the competitive spirit of it and stuff. But I think for us that play dynasty football versus redraft and the uh, best ball leagues and the draft kings and the fan duel leagues and those kind of things like we play dynasty football because we're kind of like we kind of just want to feel like, well, yeah, I'm smart. I could put together a football team. Right. And so, like, I just love this piece, like so much more than any redraft experience at all. Like I would rather pull off a big trade like this than to win my family's redraft fantasy football league. No, I got, I mean, that's how we got to dynasty. I got so bored with redraft. There's no skill in it. There Mm -hmm. is no skill in a redraft league. And I'm one of those guys that's, I'd always try to bring people into fantasy, get them started, get them hooked on it. Uh, I always like to bring more people into the whole community. I always tell people when they come in, they're like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't have to. It's a one-year redraft. It's all based on who gets fucking hurt 
and somebody blows up. Like, there's no skill at all. In a dynasty, at least you can put some of that on the GM. You have to make the moves. The player has to pan out. Uh, it's long term. I don't want to play who's going to have a good year this year. I want to play who's right. going to have a good career because I can take the highs and the lows and ride that out. Well, and I will say that for you, um, you know, like let's look at this uh, Slappy's team that I traded with. Um, he's he's has a bad record. He doesn't necessarily have a bad team this year, but, you know, he's right. he's sick. He doesn't actually like a lot of the players on his team. Like he's just just no knowing Slappy and being like he yeah. there's a, a bunch of players on this team that he has no problem getting rid of and would rather no, have he, young rookies and start over. Yeah, he's just over him. He's had him for a few years. They've burnt him some games. I, he's he's yeah. He's one in seven, and we have some history here. We've seen we've seen this guy actually go out and do this similar thing in the past. Uh, he traded with uh, a, another listener to the show, Clemmy, uh, who we've uh, we've seen him be on the other end of this these deals. He is not a stranger of trading away picks for players at all. That's his that's kind of his mo, which I appreciate. Um, I remember him doing a giant deal and. Uh, Slappy did this, and he came out of it. And I know there was a draft where he ended up getting uh, Delvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott with his picks, and just looked super smart. And then grabbed some wide receivers, and and he won a championship a few years later. So yeah. th- he's now sitting on that roster that won him a championship, and seeing I've got a 28 year old and a 29 year old running back and a 28 year old running back, and my quarterback situation is not cement right now. I'm one in seven on the season. Fuck it, I'm going to just blow it all up. And um, and that he did. And with the deal that we did, I basically said I'm not drafting for three years, and he's like, I'm only drafting for three years. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm just going to be young, and. But what that did for the league was created a, an amazing buzz of trade excitement. Yeah. Because um, it's such a huge deal. So we saw, what, five deals since then? Over the course of, <laughs> I, I, believe, I believe I'm correct. I believe in the last 25 hours we have had five deals go through. It feels like it. Um, and leading up to that, you and I had had a deal in place, uh, you know, uh, for Claypool last week right. that we talked about. So – um, it wasn't just uh, wasn't just Slappy blowing up his roster. He did one other giant deal with Clemmy, um, for four players that went. Because it's funny, you've got to go back a little bit on the message board now because there's been so many deals. Right. So here's what happened. I pulled off this giant. I did this giant deal, and we saw right afterwards. I did a Dak Prescott for Kenny Pickett deal. Uh, we saw then we saw him trade away Delvin Cook and get a first and a second. Yeah, that was a big deal too. Then we saw like five players go on the trade block because people were were looking to do it. And we saw a huge deal that he sent four players uh, and got back two firsts, third, two thirds, and a second plus Robert Tunyon, so we could trade him for first. <laughs> right. Um, but. I want to recap this because I know I know Slappy's listening to the show, and I just want to kind of point out this is this is what he moved off his roster. I'm gonna give you the players. He moved Austin Eckler, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Delvin Cook, um, D.J. Moore, Antonio Gibson, T.J. Hawkinson, 
Those are the players he moved off of his wow. off of his squad. Yeah, that's, that's a, a solid team. That's a solid team. Now let me tell you what he got out of that. Three first and two seconds in one deal. Another first and a second in another deal. So that's four first, three seconds. And then one, two, two more. So that's six firsts. Jesus. Another second. So that's six firsts, four seconds, and two thirds in the deal. Um, and walked away with um, the only players he came away with out of that is Isaac Pacheco, Michael Gallup, Isaiah McKenzie, and Robert Tunyon. So basically. Devontae Smith, though? He, he flipped Devontae Smith right away. Oh, in another. Wow. Look at him go. Yeah. So he grabbed the guy. But, but shortly after that, we had uh, we had another deal happen in the league that was not uh, not Slappy's league because everyone's like, let's do it. So uh, we had Deshaun. I really, by the way, I really like this trade. Uh, this one happened, but I really like this trade. We had Deshaun Watson and Josh Jacobs get traded away for James Conner, Jerry Judy, and a first round pick. Jesus, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was two guys in the league. So Jacobs went up on the wire. So that was uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Hardy, who I know listens to the show, was like solid move. Like Deshaun Watson and Josh Jacobs for James Conner, Jerry Judy, and a first. Like that is a that is a great gamble right there with not giving up a ton. I like that. So, anyways, it, it, like the trade fever and all the deals that went through, like that was fantastic. I think this last twenty four hours was. I'm, I'm commissioned. Sleeper kept on like beeping at me to be. Like, I'm like, I've already, I've already approved the trade. And they're like, no, there's another one. No, I, I already proved that one. No, there's another one. It's like this is great. So I, I love it. I, I love it. I love playing in the nasty. I love the league. I, there's no vetoes <laughs> in our league. Right. Um, this league has been going on. What are we? Eleven years in. We're in year twelve. And same GMs. Right. Yeah. So, we've had no turnover. There's zero like question on are people tanking? Is this guy friends with this guy? He wants him to win. Like, like it's it's not a high money league, so it's just it's just fantastic. It's just like super fun right. to play in this league and do whatever the hell you want. It's great. It's great. Well, let me tell you, in that giant trade like that of him selling off all those pieces, we like you mentioned, there was one guy that did seem to have some issue with that. And let me tell you, ten years ago. I, I would have had a big issue with that. Yeah. I would yeah. have probably hit the message boards and railed against it. And, oh, this is tantamount to tanking and the integrity of the league and rebel, rebel, rebel. But like you said, we've seen him do it. This has yeah. happened in the league. This isn't the first guy to do this. And there's been some success rate with it. Yeah. it it's great because it also really reshuffles the deck with your draft picks. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in the league uh, especially I'm sure most dynasties have a practice squad or some variation. What winds up happening is somebody stockpiles all these draft picks and they wind up with like 12 guys on their practice squad and that eligibility comes up and there's nowhere to put them. So yeah. they've either got to unload their current roster or move the guys on the practice squad before they come up. And it really, like I said, it resets the deck on those draft yeah. picks. It, it it makes for some fun variations in value which in turn promotes more deals it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's fun mm-hmm. i agree and it's, it's also it's also the time of season that this 
you know, we are moving into week 10. Yeah, you got to make a call. There's five that, that puts us at five games, fantasy games left before the playoffs. And you're like, you know, you either are going to make a move or you're going to stay pat. But it's it's really it's really the time to either shit or get off the pot and make that decision. Am I going am I going long game for next year or am I going to go all in? Am I happy with where I'm at? I'm just going to stay put and see if I win because I don't want to mess things up too much for the future. For me, <clears throat> Derek Henry, Devonta Adams, I've got maybe one more season after this. And uh, it's been a long time since I've won a championship in the Nasty. <laughs> when When is the last – you have won a championship in the Nasty. Uh, yes. How long has it been for you? I want to say I have two. Um, I feel like you do have two. I know I've been in the finals like four times, and I feel like most of those haven't gone my way. I believe I won. Was it year one? Did I win the initial year? I believe you did. I believe that's correct. Yeah, and then I think I won uh, three or four years after that. Two championships for the Evil Empire, 2012 and again in 2016. My last title in this league was Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas's last big year together. So yeah, I traded you some of those players. You did that. That's that was my last big one last year. Last the year, Pierre I, Garcon year. Oh, Pierre Garcon, he lit it up. Yeah. That Shanahan X. Oof. Yeah, my backup quarterback was Colin Kaepernick. It was, <laughs> it was a pretty year for me. It really was. Oh, um, yeah. Everything went well. And last year, I was looking like the top team in the league again going in, and uh, it actually. What killed me is the game before the, the championship. I lost. Um, I'm going to call out Clemmy on this one. Catching a stray. I lost because Clemmy cut the week before, cut Tom Brady on a playoff run because he didn't needed a player, and my opponent picked up Tom Brady, and that's what won it. Well, you know, Brady was, you know, pushing 40 and he was done. So I know, I know, I know. Like it was like, you couldn't even be mad. It was like, oh yeah, I would cut the old quarterback too. Yeah. And and then my opponent um, picked him up and started him against me and and beat me. And man, if if I would have made the championship game, I would have won by like 42 points. It was painful. And he has Um, since been on like four teams in the league. Oh yeah. Now he's not worth starting whatsoever. Um. So, so I'm like, I'm almost overpaying this year because I'm just, I, I, I refuse, to, even if someone like Tom Brady gets picked up, I refuse to be in a spot that I can be beat. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I'm, if I lose, it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I might lose my mind a little bit and I'll probably, we'll have an episode that I cry on. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll promise that. Um, hmm. I'll promise that I'll try to openly weep um, if I don't win the championship this year. I will say, too, um, uh, one last piece on this trade, and then we'll move on uh, because I know this isn't exciting for everyone. Because what's one really exciting thing for people for you to talk to them about your fantasy football team? Yeah, people love hearing about that. Oh, they love it. Mm, Um, Yeah. Slappy, I know you're out there. I know you're listening to this. this was a pretty mega deal, and he really didn't want to let go of A.J. Brown. He had a hard time doing it. Um, he had had a few cocktails, as had <laughs> I. It was kind of like one of those things. It was like, okay. Well, he did He did request at – I asked him right before the deal was done. You know, was, he said, well, I, I need one more piece. 
Uh, and he said that he needed me to tell him that I loved him. Mm. Uh, um, and I offered that up that, uh, that sexually I did. Um, but he needed it from an emotional level too. So, so I'm comfortable. No, I'm comfortable with my, um, I'm comfortable in my own skin. So, uh, you know, slappy, I know you're out there listening and, uh, and, and I love you. I love you dearly. I I feel like that. Ah, I, f- I feel like he'll appreciate that more than most people will know. And after that Robert Tunyon offer, I'm inclined to do the same thing now. I, do it. Do it. Put it yeah, out there. It feels completely good. Melt, melted my heart. Oh, that's sweet. See? Yeah. See, fancy football it brings so much joy and love to them. Look, look at us. Look at us. Oh, that's nice. Can you can you believe it? Look at look mm. look at where we are. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Um well, let's take a complete a complete 180 detour here and get back into talking about uh, some fantasy football that's not our own trades because we've kind of been on the subject of our our trades here the last two episodes. I think that is is just giving specifics to a larger issue, which mm-hmm. which like we said, it's this time of the season you have to decide what your goal is. Uh, he's yep. clearly decided what he's going for. Yep. Uh, you have to how you're going to construct your roster. Some we went through last week. I was able to acquire one running back that allowed me to cut three. It's mm-hmm. uh, just little things like that that you're going to pick up from doing these deals. That uh, you know, maybe we can throw out there for you. Well, let's let's you know. I'll tie this into our segment we're about to do that we haven't done this year yet that we've always enjoyed. Uh, short, long, and gone. Well, I think we can kind of talk about this from a player standpoint. We can always talk about this from a team standpoint, right? Like right. I am playing for the short term right now with trading. I'm going I have all moved in into short-term. I've moved into long term territory. You're going long term and I will commend you. Like if I was in your spot, like you could have done just what Slappy did. You could have exactly done that. You could have taken DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and Jonathan Taylor and Justin Herbert, uh, George Pickens, guys that you own, and flip them for a bunch of picks. Uh, no. And and that takes a lot of patience not to do that because you will be in a spot that next year you're ready to compete right away again where uh, Slappy is moving to a thing where he's two, three years away from competing. But if it all pans out for him, he can have a four or five-year chunk of time. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, which is funny because every one of those guys you mentioned on my roster was a draft pick. Yeah. So it's I, I do have a confidence that I can make those picks work. That's so interesting because um, on my roster, only Josh Allen is a draft pick. Yeah. Wow. See, and, and I said that goes back to roster build. How right. do you do it? I mean, mm-hmm. there's I said 10 years ago, I would have freaked out about that whole giant deal. Well, 15 years ago, I thought there was a, quote, a right way that you were supposed to do. Like, I was the guy in a redraft who was going to flip out when somebody totally went off book. He's got a 72 ADP. What are you doing drafting him up at 47? That's not not even right. right. You just threw the rest of the board off for all of us. We were just, you know. Yeah, and all this is due. Yeah, right. Not even on my sheet. I only have that guy on my sheet. So it's just like, yeah, after a while, it's no, no, you've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
Well, and then there's the gone category. And, uh, you know, short, long, and gone. Short and long are easy to say. The gone category, I would say, is someone who uh, who just has kind of given up on the season, right? Now, and this gets hard. It is really easy when you are in the spot. And, and again, I'll commend you. I mean, sounds like you're not having a very good run of your dynasty season, and it would be easy for no. you to completely tune out right now. But I will say this, like, one of the beauties of dynasty football right now, too, is you're never not making moves for the next year anyways. Exactly. You can still get pieces and do things. And I've brought it up on the show before. A couple years ago in my second 10-man, I started 0-6. You could easily say, fuck it, I'm blowing it up. Instead, I went out and hit the market. Uh, I got some quarterbacks to replace an injury. I picked up Mike Evans. I didn't lose again until the uh, semifinals. (laughs) Just... We're on like a nine game tear. It's yeah. 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 Which is also why I don't throw in the towel. I'm I'm always going playing for the long game. So yeah. Uh, I mean, dynasty changed all that. Now I will tell you, I will be honest. Um, I'm actually, I I said, I went five and one this week. I'm actually in seven leagues, but one league is a mega bowl league that I've clearly been out of for three weeks. And I just walked away from it. I was just like, whatever. I don't care. Weren't you in first a couple weeks ago? Uh, that that is a different Mega Bowl league. I was gonna I say mean, you were like like four overall, yeah, know, like no. eight thousand or some shit. Like you're 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 out. No, no, no. That league I am enjoying. I think I'm still seven and two, and I did score the most points again this week. That league is a different story. Other league I'm in is a. Uh, there's another podcast I love called the Fantasy Footballers. And they do one called the Megla Bowl, and there's up to ten thousand people in that thing. Jesus. So yeah, when you and the playoffs start in week twelve. So when you get to week nine, and you're like two and ten, you're like, good, I get to walk away from that. Um, in a dynasty, though, you don't ever do that. So do you wanna? Are you uh, you up for talking short, long, and gone here uh, on a player level? Sure. Yeah, because what are we defining? We'd say short is basically either the next couple of weeks or at this point of the season, maybe the stretch run towards the playoffs. Short. Long term would be a guy you're keeping through the season, through the offseason, bringing back. And gone is obviously a guy you'd cut. And uh, we're we're down to the nitty gritty right now. So you're you're hitting by weeks. You got to fill that defensive buy, which is something we can touch on at another time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's decisions to be made, and the wire's a little greasy this year, so that kind of tilts uh, how we decided some of these names. Yeah, well, I think we I think we can start with um, MVS <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scatling. Right, I, I didn't say that right. No, you did a very bad job. <laughs> I did. I stumbled in the middle. Is it Val? Is it Valdez? Valdez. Valdez. Like Juan. Mar- Marquez Valdez. Scantling. Scantling. Scant. 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 Scantling. I'm not. I think. Is I, there a A N T? I'm. You know what? You just 
just made the list. I don't know how to say his name. He's just I don't MBS. Even, and shouldn't that tell you enough when a player has been in the league for that long and he's 27 years old and you're not exactly sure how what his name is? It's Marquez Valdez Scantling. 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 Currently num- wide receiver number 61 overall. And uh, the Chiefs just went out and picked up Kadarius Tony. I am you, – you said it best. This is a guy who didn't quite ever fully explode with Aaron Rodgers and then got moved to Patrick Mahomes and has not gotten better. No. Um, he He's just going to sit on your bench, and when you start him, you'll be disappointed. You're not going to be able to get a sack of gravel for him. I say he's 27 now, so that potential has kind of dissipated. You've seen him. You know what he is. He's in a theoretically high-powered offense, and I don't even know how much he's seeing the field. Um, yeah, if I own him, I feel bad. I mean, but but I can't cut him because there's nobody on the fucking wire. I mean, well, you would – I would put it this way. If you found someone on the wire, would he be the first guy you cut? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we also uh, we talked about a running back here. Um, I kind of brought up his name. I know you own him on a roster. I kind of brought him up as being like, I don't see his, I don't see any upside for him next year. And you're holding on to a guy. This year would take an injury for him to get back to getting 50 yards a game. Which at this point in the mm-hmm. season, if you're if you're starting a guy that's getting 50 yards a game, I don't know if you're if you're in a spot that you're going to be winning a championship anyways. You know what I mean? Um, but the guy is Caleb Huntley. Um, number three running back in Atlanta. Uh, when Cordell Patterson had gone down, him and Algier kind of split 50-50, and they were combining for about 110 yards a game. So right. They were together um, one decent running back. Right. I just think right now... If Caleb Huntley's on your roster, you're probably in the same spot as MVS, where I just can't find anyone better. But you're not going to start him. That's the, his his time is gone. And I'd say even like I'm saying, even if Patterson or Algier get hurt, I still don't know if week 13 and a must win game, I'm going to be able to roll Caleb Huntley on. Yeah, I I agree with all of that. And even at 24 years old, still a young guy who has been fairly productive when he's got the touches, um, I would be inclined to put him on the gone list. But again, I come back to the only problem with that is, who are you cutting him for? DJ Dallas? Like, at that stage, you know, I'll stick with Huntley. I'll ride him through the rest of the year. Uh, Patterson ain't going to be younger next season. Um like you pointed out in the last episode, they've got nothing invested in him, so you know they have no problem taking another swing. I just I can't find anybody better to cut him for his draft capital. Everything I just don't. He will not be a starting running back in the NFL unless two guys get hurt. Right, and and you could if you want to stash those guys on your roster, you will have a bad season. Well, I'm already having a bad season. <laughs> That's point. Point. Point and case. <laughs> That's why I got to take a swing on somebody like this because I might have to get five fucking points out of him. Exactly. Um, well, I feel like this might be. I feel like this next player might be a therapy session for you. Um, 
Are you ready to talk about Baker Mayfield? I don't know that I am. Are you ready to have an honest conversation about Baker Mayfield? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Baker Mayfield is done in the NFL. I know. He is done. I know. It's over. Like, Like right now? From now, I know you you invested in Mayfield, and man, did he look like he was a good investment early on in his career. Like, wasn't he like a top five in his second season? Was that his second season? Shit, he was pretty good even his first year out of the gate. Right. He just showed so much promise. He looked great. Yeah, and then then the wheels started to fall off, and you're like, he's just got to get out of Cleveland, <laughs> right? And. Well, He's to be not. fair, Carolina isn't really an upgrade. No, but I think it. I think Carolina's not an upgrade because their quarterback was Baker Mayfield. Like I know they're not a great team, but I'm I'm, I'm saying like I, I don't I don't can't see Mayfield going anywhere and and being better than an average quarterback or like really getting someone to lose their job. The the moment I knew was when Seattle wasn't willing to give up a pick because they were confident enough in Geno Smith that they right. didn't need to take a swing on Mayfield. Yeah, That was when I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, they're going to roll with Drew Locke or Geno Smith. And that was mind-boggling to me. Um, but here we are. God! Uh, that's actually the whole like Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, situation in Carolina kind of we touched a little bit um on one player here that I put in the long category and 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 he's obvious like he's not a guy that you'd cut off your roster it's DJ Moore but mm-hmm. um I wanted to kind of use that as I realized after we talked about that that like hey you know what the long game can be really summed up by a position um the long game is wide receivers that are playing for a terrible quarterback uh okay. that, yeah. that's Okay, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this example right now. I'm gonna take DJ Moore in Carolina. He's clearly a, a talented wide receiver, and you could be pretty frustrated with him right now. You can't cut the guy. He's he's been no. too good in the past, but he's terrible right now. I mean, he's pretty terrible right now. Right. Um, I also look. Oh, so I'm like, okay, well, he's terrible because he's quarterback. If Patrick Mahomes was his quarterback, he'd be a top ten wide receiver. So, and then I'm starting to go through the league, and I'm like, Indianapolis, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, guys I really like. Sam Ellinger right now is so, so bad that not not even a great historical head coach like Jeff Saturday could turn around his career. Oh, we will see. I That guy's got the coaching pedigree to take this all the way to the bank. No, this is not good. This is the equivalent of Slappy trading off all his players so he can get good, have a good future. Starting Sam Ellinger and bringing in Jeff Saturday is squarely to not have to have Joe Flacco be your quarterback next year. But Joe Flacco is going to be the quarterback next year. Hi, you really can't avoid it, can you? He look, man. People people do what they do. And and people people don't change, man. No, it's true. No, no. It's true. Jim Ursay, he's got a type. 
He's going Flacco. God, it's fantastic. So, I mean, I really do look at that, though, and say, uh, you know, what are some other teams uh, that have some bad quarterback play right now? Um, I mean, well, there's been a lot of bad quarterback play. The the play right now is this is really the time of year when you do that. You go find a guy who has talent but is in a dumpster fire situation. Yeah. Like we mentioned Gasecki last weekend. Uh, he, he's just another guy. Doesn't fit the scheme. Loaded with talent. Uh, DJ Moore is another one. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a handful of guys who are super talented but just – as long as they're where they are, you can't expect much. So yeah. if, if you're in a rebuild, if you're, uh, you know, just <laughs> just got got some roster space to spare, this is yeah. the time of year to take swing on those guys. Hold hold on to your wide receivers that you know are good. Better days will come. Right. Um, a coordinator will change. A quarterback will change. The team will change. Something's going to happen. Talent generally rises. Yep. And then we'll touch on the short game real quick. And also I had the same thought on this is like, well, running backs, that's your short game. If you think you've got a running back who could be a starting running back because someone gets injured, do not cut them whatsoever right now. Like, Well, and that's where I was going with Huntley, man. I could see him jump in Algier. Yeah. And if Patterson goes back down, you're looking at it's like, man, there's a 50-50 split. He's one fucking off-tackle run for 65 yards away from being the starter. I mean, Algier hasn't really lit the world on fire. No, I mean, him and him and Huntley have been the exact same player. Right. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're, you're looking at one guy breaking one play for the coaching staff to go, well, that's... Let's give him fucking sixty five percent of the carries instead of fifty. Right, right. I'm. I guess I'm more thinking of the uh, guys. Obviously, wouldn't cut anyways. But I'm saying the short game, like the, right. the Tony, po- the Tony, the Tony Pollard types. Yeah, uh, but he's you know, viable like, as a as a quote unquote backup. He absolutely is, and of course he he's a long term player. But I'm saying in a short term right now, like so. I I will, I'll say this from from my big trade I did. I happen to own. You know, I happen to own Miles Sanders, Khalil Herbert, and Tony Pollard in that league. Right. And there was a, a moment where I was like, "Oh, well, I just gave all these picks. Maybe I should go and trade one of these guys for a, to get a draft pick back." Right. I was like, "No, no," because like, no, then I'm you good. don't have that depth to absorb right. one injury. So I'm saying, short short term at the running back position, uh, don't cut anyone. Don't cut anyone off your roster um, that has the potential to be a starter. Like just, you know, like uh, Gus Edwards right now. He's injured. Hold on to him. You know, like you, you never know what's going to happen there. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That obviously the Justice uh, Hill experiment isn't going uh, super, super great. No, you can cut <clears throat> him. You can cut him. Well, um, do you, are you up for just a short road trip tonight? Yeah, I think we're yeah. uh, we got time to squeeze yeah. one in, right? Yeah, you know, we we just touched a little bit on quarterback play. I'd love to just go around the league, um, talk about quarterbacks just real quick, uh, and then maybe as we're doing that, we could kind of say this would be an example of why these wide receivers are guys that I'm doing the long game for, because I think we're going to run into some quarterbacks that are 
not doing any favors for their wide receivers right now. Um, but you know, before before we go anywhere, I'm going to need some of the old uh, liquid courage to get through this. Yeah, pounding down a third beer already. So this wow, is... you're doing well. All right, I'm yeah. going to get myself a splash of whiskey. I'll be back in. All right, I'm going to take a piss. All right. It's time to settle up at the bar in the bathroom. Top off that tank and grab one for the road, because we're about to take you around the league on a dynasty road trip. We're going to go faster. We're going to set the cruise control uh, about 10 miles above the posted speed limit. So what do you say we go around each quarterback position and just kind of say how you would handle them if you had them in a dynasty? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Let's just yeah. uh, touch on, because uh, we're at that point of the season. Gears yeah. are shifting. Uh, careers are, are starting to wind down. Decisions are being made. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's rapid fire this. Let's just start in the AFC East. Um, you know, right off the bat, you're going to go Josh Allen, and there's really nothing more to say about Josh Allen. Uh, uh, best top, top three fantasy quarterback probably for the next five, six years easy. Agreed. If you have Josh Allen, congratulations. Uh, no debate there. I, I will say I wasn't sold on the guy. Maybe it's the weapons, but I don't really care because he's got those weapons. I really like Tua long term. Um, I I really like their head coach. And I just believe that the Dolphins are an organization right now that will just keep on throwing as many weapons as they have to at their quarterbacks to win. So I like Tua. Any thoughts? I'm still not a fan. I don't know why. Can't put my finger on it. I just, he looks great. Those intermediate throws, those guys are always fucking open. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the perfect fit. He's accurate as hell. Um, Mm -hmm. I still, I don't know. I still, yeah. If you got him in a dynasty, you're feeling really good right now. He could be a product of a system, but I think that system's <laughs> going to be there a long time. And he's perfect for it. Yep. Like, like, uh, we, like we keep saying, it's a matter of talent and situation. He might be in the perfect situation for what he does. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, the New England Patriots, I just <gasps> until Belichick is gone, I just don't want any of their quarterbacks that aren't Tom Brady. Yeah, unless you're really desperate at quarterback in a really deep league, I don't think you need to be rostering either of those guys. No. no. That's odd to say for quarterbacks under 24 who are going to start. You've got to be getting 20 touchdowns baseline to be a top 15 quarterback right now, and and the Patriots don't play that kind of ball. No, they don't care. They're going to play matchups. If that means that when we go to Cincinnati, everything goes through the fucking H-back, well, then some fucking uh, redheaded guy named Duffy is going to get 15 targets that week, and you're never going to hear from him again. Yep. Let's go to the Jets. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Wow. I, I, I'm over it. I, I, I have a 20% own share in him. I have never felt good about it. I, I like his talent. I, I think he's physically – I just – I guess the best way I can say it is I've never felt good about it. I'll tell you what. I don't like his talent. I, I'm I'm surprised at how bad he actually is. He's, he started six 
He's played in six games this year. He has four touchdowns and five interceptions. Oh, Lord. And he's only throwing 57%. Hmm. So I'm not like Joe Flacco has clearly, clearly outperformed him through three games. Are you saying it? Yeah. You've been Flacco. I would rather have Joe Flacco in Indianapolis next year than Zach Wilson in New York. <laughs> We're just going to keep on saying that he plays for Indianapolis, so it happens. It's it's happening. Yeah, Sam Ellinger certainly is going to make his change his mind on that. No, he's he's trying something different. This is he's, no. See, well, he's like he's like this see, is I the told rebound you. chick. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm done with chubby redheads. Was wind up with the clap and a broken heart. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's Sam is not doing it for him. You know where he's going to wind up next off season, right back where he always is. Yep. Let's just head right into there. We'll we'll go to the south. It's Ellinger, and like that's just a that's just a pile of crap, man. That guy's don't own that. Not even for a joke. Like, the line was such a strength last year that I was like, oh, Matt Ryan will be fine behind that line. Yeah. Like, they'll give him time and keep him upright. <laughs> Offensive line plays a mystery to me, man. It's like they all got to they all gotta be on the same page. You can have five super talented guys that just don't play well together. Yeah. But let's just, let's just hop on down to what's happened then in that – in that division in the South, because we'll go to the, the Houston Texans. Um, I think, I think we agree that you and me were both kind of like, kind of like Davis mills a little bit. Yeah. But the funny thing is we did an episode that I never actually edited and aired where we were exploring the Davis mills phenomenon of why everybody was so fucking high on this guy. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Like we literally did a 40 minute episode where we went around looking for comps for a guy like Davis Mills, who was playing a little bit better than average, but just had like unanimous love. And there we we basically came down to that you had to be a young guy who was drafted late and overproducing. Yeah. We've yeah. seen the regression. We've seen it and he won't be there. And I just cut him in a dynasty. I, I had yeah. no problem. I had openings in a couple of dynasties where I couldn't even pick him up. Yeah, um, he's a safe cut. Yeah, he is a safe cut. So he's, he's uh, wasted Brandon Cooks. He has. That's shocking, actually. It is. Right? And anybody's successful with Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Um. Well, the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> like this. This is actually Mal- Malik Willis. Safe is, cut. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's a safe cut. Malik Willis is not going to be not going to be special. I just, I'll, I'll call it right now. The, the guy at Liberty that everyone's all the teams that maybe he's going to be a top, top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And he slipped all the way to the third, to the Titans. And people are like, it's a steal. Sizzling hot takes. I'm just going to plant my flag in the ground right now and say, it's not a steal. He's not an NFL quarterback. Uh, that's a fair take, but to counter that, I have been wrong on so much. It, it's been weird. Generally, if you've got a physically gifted quarterback that isn't particularly great thrower of the ball, 
that's the end of that. But then Josh mm-hmm. Allen came along and like learned to be accurate, which yeah. isn't something that happens. But now you're seeing it and you look at Jalen Hurts, another guy physically gifted, but he wasn't didn't look like he was really great throwing it. And it's not like he's gotten super accurate. It's weird. It's like now you can learn to do it. So I don't want to throw in the towel yet, but I'm I'm also fucking drunk. I'm throwing it fully. And I'll tell you the difference to me on those players. One is that when Josh, Josh Allen was drafted seventh overall. So he had draft capital up the wazoo. They were going to work with him and get him there. Jalen Hurts, I don't remember this, when he came in, he he lit it up. Like, he he won that job. He came in and looked great. They were but like, it was oh, mostly with his legs. <laughs> yeah, Malik Willis, uh, this week, th- th- what he's played so far, he's not winning it with his legs or his arm. Right. It's just, and, and that on top of it, Tennessee has no one to throw to right now. Traylon well, Burks is... Hurt, and and that was the other part of my issue is I I don't want to I don't want to say he's not any good based on throwing it to like the ghost of Anthony Ferkser. Right. Right. Well, we'll 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 put it out here um, right now. I firmly believe that Malik Willis is a bust and you are willing to say maybe he's not. So that's fine. We will <sighs> we this will be. Malik Willis for us will be a player to measure over the next few years of <laughs> podcasting to see um, see who who turns out to be right on this one. Well, honestly, I'm inclined to agree with you that he's going to be a bust, but from the standpoint of where we are, I'm giving him a full another year um, till the end of next season before I make any calls. Wow. If I got him, I'm holding with fucking diamond strong hands. That's really. Okay, let's go to Jacksonville. Uh, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence real quick. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, got better. I mean, I remember a time where where NFL players, besides running backs, you had to wait till year three to see how they would do. Yeah. And where I sit right now with Trevor Lawrence is I'm on the three year plan. Um, I he's gotten much better than last year but he's not a top caliber fantasy quarterback right now. So right. looks like they're getting the running back spot locked in. I think he could use another wide receiver. Um, Christian Kirk's a, a clear number two wide receiver. He's great in that role. But um, yeah, I'm, I would put him as okay to slightly above average in my book. I was able to get him off the wire. Uh, that's ultimate value, but like I said, you've seen the flashes of him having the massive game. You feel like he still has room for improvement. Urban Meyer, I really throw that whole fucking year out the window. I count that yeah. as a nothing. Basically, to me, this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. And he's playing pretty well for a rookie. So uh, if I got him, again, another guy I'm holding. All right. Well, let's go to the West real quick. Uh, some of these guys are obvious. I mean, Patrick Mahomes... <laughs> Yeah, he's amazing. All day we long. don't need to talk about Patrick Jesus, Mahomes. God, baby, Jesus, help us. Um, Moving on. Justin, Justin Herbert. I mean, I feel the same. I feel the same too. And and if you can somehow, I will say this: if you can somehow pull off freaking 
getting Justin Herbert in a dynasty deal by pulling off a major trade right now, please go do it. Remember that he's doing this with all of his wide receivers being hurt and like and his fucking ribs. Yeah. Yeah. It's he shouldn't have been out there. No. Uh, Let's talk about Derek Carr. Yeah. I'm just wow. I'm I'm done with Derek Carr. Um, Yeah, this was the everything year. You gave him everything. Yeah. Literally, like, we got your hand-picked buddy from fucking college. We got you a new offensive coordinator that's, like, man, Adams has been good. Carr's not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. uh, He's just, like, always kind of been there, and, like, he's the guy you kind of pick up, drop. Maybe you throw him into a trade, but I just don't. It's kind of done with him. We got to go. We got to talk about Russell Wilson. Um, let's ride. Uh, Are you so, putting a fork in him? See, this is tough for me because I'm biased here, and I really don't like the dude. But I'm not. No, that's why I want this answer. I'm not yet because he's he's 33. Mm-hmm. So if he was like 36, 37, I would tell you absolutely. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think. I think it's 75% coaching right now in Denver. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't start him rest of the year. I'm just, I would just hold on to him. If you got him, you wouldn't get anything for him. And he's got enough years left to just wait and see. Well, and that's the thing. We said it about the last guy. You're kind of done with him, but solid backup. And that's why, honestly, in this stage of the season, for a sack of potatoes, you might want to go try to get Russell Wilson to be your backup. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you don't pay anything for it. That'd be ridiculous. Don't be you. Don't be a fucking. Twat. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I, I just I can't like him as a human being. But oh, uh, I love him as a human being. But. Oh, no. Well, fantasy quarterback wise, I mean his floor, his floor that uh, is so high because of his running. Uh, you know, you you're gonna play him. You're gonna keep him. He's a solid play. Joe Burrow just like cementing just himself as a top quarterback. Everything that he was supposed to do when you probably had to draft him a shit yeah. high in your dynasty. Yep, just one of those guys. Like an Andrew Luck, where the draft pedigree was right where it was supposed to be. Yep. Um. All right, we're going to go to the Browns. Uh, we, we can't really, like, Jacoby Brissett's not worth talking about, and we've not seen Deshaun Watson, so I'm just right. going pa- to pass. 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 Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, we got a rookie in Kenny Pickett. Um, I want to be excited about Kenny Pickett. I feel you. I like like I, I I like the Kenny Pickett story. I want everyone to be wrong about Kenny Pickett, and I want him to do really good in Pittsburgh. I don't – it just hasn't shown up yet on the field, which makes me sad, but he's also only, like, fourth game in. Like, he looks calm. He's got it figured out. He looks like a seasoned pro. But at the same time, they're not moving the fucking ball. So it's like well, – yeah. what, what do you say? He looked really great when he did a bad job. Like, I don't know how to how to quantify that. But – yeah. Let's uh, let's quickly move on to the NFC here. Um, all right, Dak Prescott. Um, 
I mean, I, I like Dak. I, I just traded him for Kenny Pickett, so that's a nice little segue there um, because I'm looking short-term Josh Allen back up in that league, right. not long-term Kenny Pickett. Um, Dak to but me was that's kind of what I think long. we've moved to. I think yeah. that injury moved Dak from like a top five guy to a dude you're looking at as a really good backup. Yep, yep, and I'm happy. I'm like happy to have him. Agreed. Um, Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm I'm done with the Daniel Jones thing. I'm 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 like sixty percent own share on that, yeah. and I'm not because exactly what I said earlier. He's got all the physical talent. He's the poor man's Jalen Hurts. There's no one for him to throw to. Uh, I I feel good about it. They they seem like they've gone all in on that. And even if he doesn't stick in New York, he's got enough physical talent. He's going to catch on somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I mean, uh, yeah, like top top ten quarterback right now. He's only getting you know keep keep in mind he's. He's very young quarterback, so right. his, his legs give him a great floor, and man, does he have some weapons. Uh, but he's shown that he can throw it to him. He has. I mean, And that's last year he didn't look like he could do that. No. And he's got the, I mean, like, he's, he's just all sorts of impressive for me. I really like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's won me over, and I uh, said I drafted him and dealt him because I was like, meh. The guy yeah. that can run and can't throw. They're apparently learning to throw at the pro level now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun to watch, actually. Why you take a Trey Lance. Like, we'll teach him yep. to throw. Exactly. Uh, the Washington Commanders, I mean, like, whoever their quarterback is, Heineke and Carson Wentz, they'll be get in on some. Uh, do you get in on some Sam Howell? Yeah, no. I know. I, mean, I like, tried to, too. In uh, one of my dynasties, and it was like, God, I can't do it. No, because like the they'll they'll have someone different next year. Like, right. It's it's pointless to talk about their quarterback situation because it will change by next year. Uh, agreed. Uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I, I really enjoy that that he's not great. I don't like him. <laughs> I just like there's something about Kyler Murray that I just I just don't like him. Matt Stafford. Um, I like. Well, if we go back to our podcast uh, early in the season, we talked about this elbow thing and and what where it do you? Him and, yeah, how much yeah. weight do you give that? But but what we didn't talk about is what if the Rams had zero running game whatsoever? They are god awful. I'm just gonna say Stafford is like a meh quarterback to me like because even if he gets it back together at this point he's what 34 36 yeah so i kind of would let's say like stafford like i love him as a backup and if one of my quarterbacks gets hurt i'm fine with him but i don't want him as my number one i don't want to depend on matt stafford to win games because then i will be losing games this year, I mean man last year though fuck he was lights out that's what makes me want to give Super credence to that elbow injury. San Francisco's a weird one because we're assuming Trey Lance is the quarterback next year. Yeah, I'm assuming they they have to find out what they have there. Yeah, so I'm I don't I'm not gonna talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, but pro, if I am, I'm probably talking about Jimmy Garoppolo as competing with Joe Flacco for the starting job in Indianapolis. Ooh, 
Don't you do it, boy. Don't you take Joe Flacco's destiny. I know. I know, but that would be my next guess. Seattle, Geno Smith. That that is interesting. Like like do if do they like just roll with Geno Smith for next year? Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so and and I think I think you could if they do, I think you could start him as your number one quarterback. Right. I uh Good Lord. It's that's what's happened this year. We have to stop talking about it. It hurts me. Well, it really goes to show you. Look around at which quarterbacks are performing. It's literally the ones that are fucking surrounded with weapons. Yeah. Hurts and Burrow, the guys who are completely loaded on offense. That is true. Tampa Bay. (laughs) Mr. Mm. Tom Brady. I mean, we're we're done with Tom Brady, right? Like from a from a fantasy football standpoint. Yeah, go away. Yep. Yep. I agree. Want enough shit? I'm fucking sick of your face. Yeah. Go take your millions of dollars and fucking all your winnings and go away. Go Let away. Let fucking go. Kyle Trask play, you dick. Yeah. Go eat some plant. <laughs> well, um, I mean, the shit you've never eaten a strawberry. Fuck you. That's a lie. Yeah. Bullshit. That, that is a lie. New Orleans yeah. Saints, do we, even, do we even bother talking about their quarterback situation? No. Uh, no. Not yet. No. 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 It's no. not gonna. It's not gonna be Andy Dalton. It's not gonna be Jameis Winston next year. And you're not starting Andy Dalton the rest of the year. And and in any kind of contention. So. Right. No. Uh, the Panthers. I feel like the exact same way. There's no way any of those three quarterbacks are their starting quarterback next year. Fair. Uh, Atlanta. <laughs> Marcus Mariota has been kind of a surprise, sort of like great backup bye week sort of quarterback. Um, right. No reason for them to uh, do anything different. Right. I kind of want to see Desmond Ritter at this point. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, so it just makes it muddy for Atlanta now because that division is so bad. Like they're going to have to stick with Mariota. They won't ever actually see Desmond Ritter. Oddly, the Atlanta quarterback position is fruitful in Dynasty. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Um, weird and wrong. That don't make any fucking sense. Did did am I drunk? Did I just no. say something totally wrong? No. No? Dude. Their quarterbacks are viably held in a dynasty. God, um, I should quit doing this. Yeah. This I, seems I, wrong. Who needs I, my help? Like, I mean, like M- Mariota's performing. Decent, and keep in mind he's got like young guys like Kyle Pitts and Pitts and Drake London there, and Cordero Patterson's been missing half the year, but man, they click when he's there. So, right, um, you could do worse. Um, Let's end up in the north here. Um, Let's talk about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is just like you feel good if he's your backup. You do, and you. But that's it. If If he's he's your starter, fuck. He's got 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, six picks on the year. Yeah, I was going to say 16 and seven. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. He's he's solid. He's never amazing, and he's never terrible. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff. I mean, we've had a really up-and-down season. I don't. He hasn't had a healthy wide receiver core yet this year. So No, that's um, been a rotating door. Every week there's like a two different starters. 
I think, unfortunately for Jared Goff, though, because of injuries and because of how bad that defense is, there he won't be their quarterback next year. They will they will draft a young guy to to be their franchise guy. Hey, maybe everybody gets healthy and he makes a solid stretch run. Uh, if he's yep. on the wire, probably a good guy to grab. Yep, yep. I do like him as a backup. Here, here's an interesting player: Chicago, <laughs> Justin Fields. Mm. Um, he's been lighting it up lately. Do you know he's like the number eight fantasy quarterback on the year? Yeah. Is the NFL going to catch up to his running? Uh, is he going to turn into a, he's turned into a slightly better passer already. Is this guy like going to end up being for real? I don't know. I don't rule anything out anymore. It's just, uh, you got to wait three years on everybody before you fucking know. I know he's to me. He might be turning into a, a, a Lamar Jackson style player. Yeah, the uh, rushing performance he had was like holy shit. Uh, like I knew he was good, but wow, 178. It's kind of mind blowing. Well, then we're going to end on the team that I wanted to end on. There's this team in Wisconsin called the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> and they've had. A Hall of Fame Pro Bowl quarterback since 1993 between yeah. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That being said, fucking suck it, Packer fans. I'm sorry, Packer fans. I know there's some of you that are listening out there. I apologize. But you got to understand, from a football fan standpoint, even with Peyton Manning and a Super Bowl win, I have had to watch god-awful quarterback play in my lifetime just god-awful and and you haven't if you're my age you have since you were in middle school you haven't had to witness some of the horrors that other teams have seen and if you live in wisconsin you know how entitled they feel to have that quarterback Mm. play like if you've heard the things they've said about rogers in the last 24 months it's like oh oh really Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to you having 12 years of the equivalent of fucking Brock Heward. Then, uh, then, and only then, will you know the average NFL fan's pain at quarterback. It was a good one today. Uh, We'll see when we talk next time if the um, trade fever has continued and if anyone (laughs) else has moved their entire team. Yeah, I got the trade fever. I get a cream for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It was> salve. <laughs> Applied directly to the affected area. Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, shit, Marge. It looks like I got the trade fever again. <laughs> oh. <laughs>